He just not joining us. All right, we back like we never left. It's speaking with gravity, uh, a mental health podcast that talk about what mental health, um, how it affects everything. Everything affects everything, and remember, we're therapists, uh, but this isn't therapy; it's a podcast. Today, we're going to talk about, the episode is, The Ugly of Black Professionalism. And as we always do, we start off with a, uh, a Twitter discussion. And I thought this was kind of neat. I sent this to y'all. I don't know if y'all had a chance to look at the video. Um, but there was a, a, a response to the video. The video was about uh, a person, a content creator named Ebony Davis. And apparently she has a couple of brand deals. She has a, a, a huge following. And she posted something that was, I guess, personal. It wasn't necessarily associated with a, uh, a brand, one of the brands that she was with. And it was sexy, seductive. And uh, she put on there, I forgot exactly what it said, but it had something to do with my man, but she used the N word. This is for my man or my man took this picture, right? Mm. And when she did that, the people that she had a brand, I mean, a deal with, said they, they said, nah, you, that's inappropriate. You can't, you can't do that. We're backing out from having a deal with you. Oh, man. <coughs> so this person sent out a tweet responding to that. Brands can't try to partner with black people for diversity and expect them to act less mm. black. This is when the idea of inclusion is for show because they don't take black culture for what it is. What black people do has to be white adjacent for it to be deemed acceptable. That's wrong. And the, the, uh, the person's uh, name is a summer wine on Twitter. But how y'all feel about it? Did y'all have a chance to look at, at the video? I don't know if y'all looked at it or not. I, I didn't, didn't look at the whole video. I saw some of the stuff that she was saying. Um, the, the content creator that is. And I guess I see both sides of the story. You know, I understand if you uh, are a content creator and you as a brand want to align yourself with that content creator because they have X amount of people. But they have X amount of people for a reason. Mm -hmm. Whatever content that they're putting out, that's what those people are coming for. So if they put out sexy content, that's what's going to be predominantly on there, and your brand is associated with that. Uh, if they are, um, if their content is surrounded by talking about drama or talking about lifestyles of the rich and famous, that's what your brand is going to be attached to. Mm -hmm. So you got to know that going in. Mm -hmm. I also was a little frustrated at the content cre creator trying to come at the brand like they don't have a right to say, I don't want to be associated right. with that. Like, the, the way that she was presenting it, you chose to put yourself out there like that. So it's a possibility that everybody's not going to agree with the way that you chose to put yourself yeah. out there. So you lost a deal. Don't be upset. Don't try to shine on that particular brand because of that. But that's, that's just my thoughts on it. Did y'all have any... 
anything that y'all want to add to that or disagree with me on that? I, I want to ask, did you, did you think it was sexy and seductive? Did you? Definitely thought it was sexy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> definitely think it, thought it was seductive. Now, um, that being said, she was a young content creator. And mm. anytime I see them, I always think about um, my daughter, mm. uh, daughters. Okay. Uh, not, I definitely saw it as sexy and seductive, but I don't want her presenting herself in that way because it was really, it was, I ain't gonna, yeah, it was over top. For me, it was, a, it, was, it was out there. Uh, it is something that you know, I would want to see the person that I'm talking to in, but I wouldn't want to see her in that, and the rest of the world see it. I would just want to see it. But yeah, it was definitely, it was, des- it was fire. It was really fire. <laughs> it, was, it was fire. It was a good look for her. It got a fire too, huh? Well, to, to some degree, it, got her, it was fire. It ain't got her fire. <laughs> yeah, you're right. All right. Uh, if y'all don't have anything to add, we'll go ahead and go to the, uh, the QD of the hour. QD of the hour, quotable data, another version of fun facts, info for you to be able to give your family, friends, colleagues, coworkers, and church members. 2019 survey commissioned by Dove found that a black woman is 80% more likely to change her natural hair to meet social norms or expectations at work more than a white woman. That's crazy. I never really thought about that. Mm. Natural hair. like, And doing this, coming up with, with the material for this episode, stuff that I don't necessarily deal with on a day-to-day basis, you don't think about. But to have to make the decision on whether I'm going to wear my natural hair or whether I'm going to do X, Y, and Z so I can get this professional job or this certain type of job to make this certain type of income, that's a... Uh, that's heavy. Uh, intro. So, at times, being your true self can come at a cost. Down through the years and even to the present, many individuals feel that climbing the corporate ladder to success means presenting themselves as professional. However, more often than not, the meaning of professionalism is often connected with assimilating into the majority. There is an expectation, an impossible expectation, of needing to be white while inhabiting a black body and embracing your black culture. Are we really supportive in corporations and organizations of diversity, inclusion, and equity? How can we rethink the system and expectations that are in place and reuse to lend to people just being themselves and refuse to lend to people? Um, That's deep. What what is uh, what is professionalism to y'all? Um, to me, it's about upholding um, a code of standard, pretty much. Um, whatever profession, whatever setting that you're in, upholding a certain code of standard broadly. To me, that's what it is. It you know across professions, it'll it'll differ. You know. Um, but broadly out speaking, I would say. Um, you know, I agree with that. But whenever I thought about professionalism growing up, I didn't, I didn't always think about it in a black and white term. Mm-hmm. I just thought, oh, somebody, this is the standard. Mm-hmm. And then as I get older, it's like, who makes that standard? Mm. Where, do, where does that standard come from? And, you know, 
then it's kind of like, well, why is it that standard? Why is that standard that way? Um, that being said, I do think we have to have standards. Like, there's, there's no way, if you want to have a brand, a company, um, a business, whatever, you got to have some type of standard. Almost so definitely. Your standard is going to, that's, that's what's going to, that's what you're going to be able to sell on. Um, that's what you're going to be able to promote the standard that you actually create. Um, but I've always thought about it in those terms, that it was just a standard, not that, oh, it was recre- created by the majority or, or, um, or white people. Um, I disagree with that, yeah. Um, I think um, growing up, especially early on, the standard for professionalism came from the majority. The idea of professionalism as a young girl was typically, in my mind, a, a white male in a white suit. Even as a young girl? Even as a young girl. I mean, that's the way it was promoted. Someone, a white girl in a young, uh, a white male in a um, suit and a white woman in some professional attire, you know, whether it was a skirt and a blazer or some other ethnic black and white. I mean, that's what we were told even then, like when you wore, went to an interview, stay away from colors, stick to the basics, black, your blues, um, you know, don't <laughs> just everything when you're talking about etiquette it was as if we didn't have that um and it was associated with um the european culture so i i i, I can't say that growing up the idea of professionalism wasn't in embedded in me around races outside of me and you saw that too right right like on tv TV programming. That's all we I saw. Call it programming. Yeah, you saw that in movies and whatnot. My dad even used to tell me, um, and my dad's a professional. You know, you just want the best. Your parents just want the best for you, right? I uh, want to see you grow in your career and your profession, whatever you get into. So he used to tell me, watch the news. Mm. Watch how they talk. And guess who's on the news talking? Right. Guess, who, guess who the main right. broadcasters are. Yeah. You know, so, um, yeah, that, that right there. I mean, you see it. You saw it, even as a child. I would agree with that as well. Um, however, my perception shifted <coughs> when I first saw um, A Different World. Oh, wow. And from there, yeah. now seeing black individuals striving for professionalism, you know, just to expand on their careers or whatever, uh, educational advancement, now I'm seeing them still from that modern concept of Europeans putting out this is what professionalism is. They're mocking it, but I'm now seeing black individuals doing it. So it's shifting. It's like, okay, I too can be Mm -hmm. in that same setting, but still in the back of my mind, hair may have been straight, you know, um, staying away from the colors, Uh, even down to pantyhose and closed sole shoes. The way you speak, I've heard a lot of times too, watch the news so that you can understand how individuals articulate themselves and sitting up straight. Posture is important too, don't get me wrong. Um, But yeah. Being exposed to it early was definitely white male in a business suit. If I saw a female, a business skirt suit, mm-hmm. uh, straight hair, minimal makeup. Um, very rarely did I see us again until I saw the different world. Um, but yeah, what is professionalism though? Like, I mean, what it states, different codes, standards, conducts. But I think too, having a personal sense of what professionalism is to you and when you're going out in these settings, if your own personal professionalism standards meet and match the corporate world or wherever you're going to seek employment, then boom. Um, 
and I'm glad you said that because I've learned that over time, knowing what my ideal okay. of professionalism is important. Yeah. When, if you don't already know, you just you go in and then they're asking you to do this and you do it and you feel some type of way and mm. you're like, man, I don't like this job, but you might not understand why you don't like the job. But when you go in knowing yourself, there you go. You can determine before you even go in if my standards align with the, the standards of the company or the people that's going to be uh, over me directly uh, supervise me. Because sometimes that can influence it too. You know, a company itself might have a general standard, but somebody who's directly supervising you may hold that standard to the T and make it uncomfortable, or they might put their own spin on it claiming that it's the, stand, the, the company's standard. Um, when y'all talk about, if, if we just stay there with the colors, you know, they might say, I right, don't do this, but the, the company itself might not say, we, we, need, we need that from you. Um, but that being said, is there a difference between, to y'all, between black professionalism and just professionalism in general? Um, and, you know, I kind of debated with that, is there a difference? Or even if, like, can we, can we say that? Can we define it as black professionalism? Or is it just simply black professionalism? I mean, just professionalism. I feel <coughs> like there is a, a black professionalism because it, when I'm with you guys, right, if we had a company together, I might be speaking that into existence. But if we had a company Let's together, um, there's no topic that's off that I wouldn't discuss with you guys. Like I'm just, I'm just gonna do it. Um, but in if I'm in a corporate setting or if I'm in a setting with different people, there are certain things I'm just not gonna talk about. That's not in the rule books. You know, in the rules, quote unquote, professionally, you're not supposed to talk about politics or religion, right? But even beyond that. Certain um, shows I'm not going to talk about. Certain um, uh, music that I might not discuss in a professional setting with other people because I don't know how they're going to take that or take me. That's what I mean by the difference between just professionalism and black professionalism. There's certain things that I'm actually not going to do when I'm in a more diverse crowd because I might not want to be viewed a certain way. Give me an example of that, though. I, I guess my, my idea is what do you mean there's something that you would not do? What, give me an example of something you would not do in an setting that is more diverse versus a much strong. Um, <laughs> maybe I wouldn't talk about going to... Uh, at HBCU. When I say talk about it, I didn't go to an HBCU. I went to a PWI. But however, when I've had discussions about HBCUs, I got to explain what HBCU means. Or mm. uh, I've had people say, do you think HBCUs are even relevant anymore? Do you think we should have them? All right, now we're going down a rabbit hole of having this discussion of, yes, it's still relevant. Yes, I wish I had a went to an HBCU as opposed to a PWI. Who's, who's saying that? Uh, uh, black the, person the person that's not that's not black. Oh, okay. And and, and not necessarily that they mean any harm. I'm not saying it like they trying to, you know, 
um, stomp me or anything like yeah. that. But having that discussion of simply, oh, yeah, I went to um, um, Payne's homecoming or I went to, what, what was this, the thing they used to have in Charlotte? The CIAA. CIAA. Yeah. Just having that discussion. You know, I wouldn't have that discussion in a more diverse, and, and that's an event that a lot of us would go to, right? That's kind of fun. I would consider upscale. But I would have to explain all of that to them. I'm, I was going to say for me. <laughs> you would love doing that. You're right. Because although, granted, we are all educated professional, meaning if I were in a diverse, I mean, I work in a diverse setting now, so I take those opportunities majority of the time as educational. You know, I'm telling you or teaching you or ex exposing you to these different things. So if we're talking about, let's say, basketball, okay, you may talk about the NCAA tournament. Well, I'm going to talk about CIAA. Well, what is that? Boom, being able to explain to them what that is. Now, from there, I would expect, or I would hope, but in the back of my mind, knowing you probably not, you go do your own research on that. You know, <laughs> but then if you, you want to talk about, well, hey, well, what's the latest novel that you've read? Depending on how I'm feeling, I may say I read When the Body Keeps Score, or I may say I've read My Grandmother's Hand. Well, what's that about? Similarly the same, but one from a white experience and the other from a black experience. Okay, when it comes down to schools, well, what school did you attend? HBCU, but I already go in with this bill. That's a historically black college and university. I particularly went to Johnson C. Smith University. Now I break it down because we weren't even afforded the opportunity to go to predominantly white institutes until Let's affirmative go. action here. But I also had that experience too. And then I go in and even tell them about both of my experiences and how my HBCU helped me become more comfortable when I entered into a PWI. Mm. Um, but I think they go back to a sense of self. If I'm okay with me, then whatever setting that I'm in, I'm just going to express that professionally, you know, so my own personal professional standards in accordance to the company's professional standards. So I'm engaged in all conversations if I feel, you know, I want to. Um, so you, you like the teachable moment. You to like some extent, but I also have to remind people, I mean, <laughs> the information is out there. So if they're asking me directly and I know they, they're not going to know what I'm talking about, I do go into depth about what it is because I want you to know all of it. Uh, it's the comfortability, comfortability, right? You're comfortable with it yourself. You so in, in the self assurance. <laughs> huh? You know you just made Comfort, a word. Comfortability? Yeah. Oh, that might be. I, think. I thought ahead. that was a word. No, I thought that was definitely a word. not a word. <laughs> I thought it was one. You're comfortable. Um, yeah. you're comfortable. No. I was going to say, yeah, I mean, when you, I agree. I mean, when you're sure of yourself, I, I take, I look forward to those moments when I can't let someone know who I am. You know, I, I want you to know who I am. You know, that I do things a little different from you. That's fine. And that those things are fine. And I'm perfectly fine with you ask, asking questions. I mean, disrespect. I mean, you know, that won't be tolerated. But, you know, definitely... Definitely fine with uh, letting you know a little bit about what I do that may be different, a little different from you. You know, but perspectives I may have that may be a little different. You say disrespect won't yeah. be tolerated, right? Yeah. But then when you put yourself, that's, a, that's another point to it, right? Disrespect won't be tolerated. Well, yeah. But I'm putting myself in that position to possibly be disrespected. They might think it's funny. Now I got to get... See, well, well, no, I, I got to go I mean, there with you. Now, it's not, it, and when you say go there with you, I'm, I'm not, um, when I say won't be tolerated, I'm not going to fight nobody or anything like that. But we're going to get to the root of your understanding of this thing. You know what I mean? Where, but where that, does this come that, from? that could cause, that can, that can cause tension. That can tension cause is good tension. sometimes. Tension is good for growth sometimes. Okay. That's if they want to, sometimes. though, because most of them really don't even care. You yeah, know and I mean, at that point, I mean, you got you to gotta let it go. But I mean... But those who are interested, and I feel like that's when I go. I'm, I'm sorry to. Uh, no, go, go, go ahead. 
like 19 keys say cut your wisdom um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I never heard of that who's 19 keys i'm just say you google them uh, okay. You can start with one of his podcasts, but Instagram, you can find him. Um, okay. And I'm just leaving. He's, uh, is he, is he connected with Earn Your Leisure? He is. Okay, okay. But he's okay, that's where I heard the term. Okay. Yeah. okay. Um, so I'm going to start using it. Yeah. You may want to trade, trade Martin. Martin. <laughs> <laughs> Not to cut your wisdom. I love when he said that. I was like, that made me stop. I had to rewind that thing. Wait a minute. Not to cut your wisdom. Yeah. Yes. Uh, dang, I forgot what I was going to say. But ultimately, those who want to learn more, but I'm also in the mindset, too, if you want to learn more, just like you take the initiative to research everything else, if you really had an interest, you would either follow up after we've had a conversation or do your own work, you know, ahead of time. Um, but Y'all know, yeah, I'm okay. just, I'm in a space in right now where I am just not explaining to anybody who I am. And I, and I, and I get where it, it may come off kind of standish, but I don't have to explain to you what an HBCU is because just like if you say something I don't know, you can pick up your phone and Google it. Like we, I feel like in a, in a way I have to be mindful of if I'm trying to explain something to you to make you see value in it, I may not change your perception. Definitely pull out your phone and Google that up. What is that? You'll see a list of actual colleges. I never knew they would exist. Exactly. What what is the purpose of this? Is to give us our own safe space, and right because you know, just like I know what it means to be in a a actual setting that doesn't really look like you. If you never had to experience that, and I and I say that because. Even if you Google right now beauty, we don't come up. Like if you Google beautiful, the first pictures you will see, everything does not look like us. So therefore, I have to go in and intentionally put black beautiful women in order to see the, the black beautiful women. And, it, and it's like, so I'm always navigating within your spacing. So if, if I found something that solidifies me, that has given me courage, what it means is if I'm sitting in the same room with you, my knowledge base is just as strong as yours. I, I don't feel like I have to go into definitions about what professionalism is. And I guess I used to be that person to where, you know, let me not say this or let me not do this or let me not go into this conversation. But then why not? What's the what what is the worst thing that can happen? Now, will I just go in and talk about, you know, me and so and so got drunk? No, because that's just not my standard of communication because these are not my friends. These are my colleagues. And so that's a professional boundary that I have with people, mm -hmm. no matter what their color or race is. Right. Because if you're not a friend outside of this work setting, you don't have a bit. You don't need to know where I was, who I was with, none of that. Um, but in, in this setting, like, if I want to talk about fried chicken, if I want to talk about HBCUs, if I want to talk about, you know, African-American, you know, literature, that's my right to. And if if you want to ask questions about it, cool. If you choose right. not to, cool. Like, I am no longer justifying black professionalism because at the end of the day, I am who I am. And I think because we continue to try to justify okay i'm a black professional yeah but e even if i don't have on a suit like i you know the exception of i'm a black professional so i have to dress a certain way or i have to look a certain way or i always have to be put together but i tell people all the time even if you see me out and i'm not my i'm not in what you consider be a professional attire 
I'm still a professional. I'm still a black professional. And that doesn't change anything about me because if you come and have a conversation with me, the knowledge base that I present stays the same. The information that I have is the same. There's nothing that has changed other than my the way I what I put on. And so I think when we start separating stuff, like the way in which we speak, like I have to check myself like sometimes with people who don't use proper grammar sometimes like i'd be like oh they sound but whoa 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 you know what i'm saying like language is so beautiful that it it doesn't always have to sound right like it doesn't always have to be the same for someone to really empower me and then when i think about it some of the greatest people i've learned from don't talk like me right they don't sound like me and it, it and it, i think it takes away from a person's experience when we try to put them in a box because even how i talk now is not how i talk 10 years ago so like you you're seeing the growth and that's just the beauty of it so what i understand now is if i'm talking to you in a space and then maybe your language or your knowledge is not as strong as mine or maybe it's even greater it gives me something to aspire to or it reminds me of where i've been so it's just i don't know maybe i got off a little time but y'all that i just did that trying to explain stuff all the time i ain't with this so please no i'm not <laughs> but that's that's I, why that's why i don't, don't even want to bring it you know. up because now if i'm ready for it then I'll bring it to the table. But for the most most part, no, nah, I'm not going to even allow you the opportunity to be entertained by what I'm saying because... You can be you entertained. I was going to say, if you ask me, again, what school did you went, uh, attend? Yeah, I went to HBCU, Johnson C. Smith University. That stands for Historically Black College and University. All right, well, again, what latest novel have you read? This is the novel that I read. What have you read? So if you're trying to include me in a conversation, if I want to be included in a conversation, my responses aren't going to change. I'm not going to pick the latest novel that I read by a white author because I may think you may be able to associate more with that one opposed to this other one that I read maybe by a black author. I've read both. What type of music do you listen to? It just depends on my mood. Most of the time, hip-hop. Sometimes I may listen to a little jazz. You know, sometimes rock, too. It just depends. Understanding the culture and how music was created in the first place, you know, and I think even going back to Dr. Reader Walker's book, having a sense of connection to our culture so we don't have to code switch sometimes, so we don't have to dim down ultimately our our light. And like you said, sometimes even overly explaining ourselves just to either think, are they even interested in it? So it I code, I code switch a I lot say, less now, to. but I, I, I have. A lot in the past. Can we explain Even, what code switching is? Because everybody might not understand what we mean when we say code like switching. How about you? How about you do it? Because I think you're gonna do it better than me. <laughs> you the one is, and you're right. They don't know, but everybody okay. don't know. Um, so I'm trying to put it in its simplest terms. So don't make it simple. I know. I'm don't. You try to no. <laughs> Share your quiet. wisdom. I ain't gonna catch your wisdom no more. All right, go ahead. What is it? Hold on, say it one more time. Cut switching. Cut your wisdom. Cut your wisdom. Okay. Yeah. I didn't mean to cut I'm your a, wisdom. I'm gonna invite Josh's wisdom. Josh, explain. Um, cut switching. First, first thing came was Uncle Tommy. But I mean, oh, we're not gonna. We, just I, gonna I, be raw. It was just, <laughs> just that's the raw is the first thing to come up. Um, but yeah, I mean, ju- just switching up. I mean, switching up. Play, so, switching up to me uh, is like playing into playing into to the Come majority, on. playing into uh, either deciding to play into what you want me to be. Come on, to make you feel comfortable. <laughs> there you go. 
or staying true to myself and doing what I'm doing, whether it makes you comfortable or not. That was so, every word I just thought of. Yeah, he said it. Yeah. When, I, when I code switch, I'm trying to make you comfortable. I'm trying to make you good with me. When you spoke on the clothing, uh, it's certain days, you know, of course I do therapy, right? Mm. If I got a lot of new people on that certain day, I might kind of do khakis and a button down, maybe even add a necktie because I'm going to appear safe, comfortable, a professional. Mm. Uh, where once you come in, I know I got a couple of people that I've seen several times. I might have some shorts on and a T-shirt. I might come in with some jeans. Uh, I got a shirt that says, um, I'm rooting for everybody black. Well, if you know me, if you know who I am, that's not a, I'm not ostracizing anybody. I am rooting for everybody black. But I wouldn't do that for somebody necessarily that I'm meeting for the first time, a client that I'm meeting for the first time, because they might feel like that might ostracize them. If they're not black, they might feel like, dang, what that, what that mean? I'm rooting for everybody black. I'm still wearing the shirt. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you now. I, I, I'm that, wearing that the shirt, can, That can really come up. Like, y'all think I think it's their perception, though, you know, because, no, again, no, when you... If somebody walk, if you go to black, a therapist that says, I'm, sorry, I'm rooting... <laughs> if, you, if you went to a white therapist that had, I'm rooting for everybody white. Come on. <laughs> for one, I probably wouldn't even sought out that therapist just to begin with. That's just me. Not even if you had the shirt on or not, because for me... I would like to work with an individual who looks like me. That's just my preference. Okay. It doesn't mean that, I, you know. So that's just that. I may come in the next session, I'm rooting for everybody black. That doesn't mean that I'm not rooting for others. I'm just telling you, I'm rooting for everybody that's black, yeah. not to exclude anybody else. It doesn't say I'm excluding others. I'm just label putting it out there. I'm rooting for everybody black. Okay, cool. You can wear I'm rooting for everybody that's white. That's cool. Yeah. I, I feel like they... It's always been not to cut your wisdom. <laughs> it's always been. Uh, I mean, it's it's the it's the it's the general consensus. Like the you know what I'm saying. White people root for each other, and it. I mean, it's it's not. It, I mean, it's it, it, they don't have to verbalize it. You know what I'm saying? They don't have to kind of acknowledge it. You can. It, it it just is. You you know it's always kind of been that way, and I'm not. Um, you know, saying or this represents all because you know there are some disparities within that uh, the European race as well. But it, it's a known fact. But it is also generalized sometimes that black people can't come together. We don't support each other. We look down amongst each other. So from from a perspective of you saying that, like I I'm the type of person now if I see you staring at my shirt. Now I see that you're intrigued. What, what, you know, what does this mean? I, now I would explain that shirt, right? Because that's just a general consensus. And so I may be willing to go into explaining you what that means from my perspective, right? I'm, it's not to discredit anyone else. But because I, no matter whether I know you or I don't know you, I am rooting for you to succeed in your element, whatever that looks like. I'm rooting for the hairstylist to succeed, become a millionaire. I'm rooting for the dentist, whoever, to be successful. And so that shirt shouldn't intimidate you. Because I'm rooting, what does that, what, how does that offend you? What does that do to you? Because I'm rooting for, for many years, we walked around looking at uh, symbols that promoted hatred. That's not saying anything about our hatred. We know that these symbols align with hatred. We know what they, you know what I'm saying? We got tattoos. Okay, okay. I mean, it, it, that's all. I mean, you, tattoos are permanent. So there's these symbolisms of hatred have been 
pushed in our face for years, for generations without any any kind of empathy. Mm -hmm. So now that you want to put on a shirt that says I'm rooting for everybody black, that's problematic. For who? Yeah, but... I can't say something real quick. Yeah. So I think this is good because it shows the different perspectives of black professionals, yeah. us being black professionals. Me, myself, I would, I probably wouldn't even wear a shirt that says I'm rooting for everybody black. Mm. That, that's just me. And I love my blackness. I love my black people. I tell my black people all the time, I don't care what level they on, hey, bro, what you got going on? I'm here for you, you know? And I really try to be there for people. I would probably wear a shirt that says I'm rooting for you, mm. period. That, and, that's, and that's just me, because I'm really cognizant of how other people feel. You know, I don't care what color you are. That's just me. I am too. But I, I'm really sensitive. <laughs> I'm saying that, that's how mine's manifest, though. You know what I'm saying? That's how mine manifests. And, but, but I am here for my brothers and sisters, though. You know? I, um, I wore that, I think I wore that shirt to... Uh, there's nothing wrong with the shirt, though. No, there's nothing wrong with it. But I wore, I'm proud of it. I love that shirt. Shout I love that, state, that statement. statement. Issa Rae was the one. It, it's a, it comes from her statement that she had on one of her shows, Issa Rae. But I wore it at a uh, Charlotte Hornets game. <laughs> and okay. a white lady came up to me and was like, hey, I really love your shirt. Now, I don't know if she was being sarcastic she was being or funny. she really... I can't say that. I, she was being she, funny. She really could have meant it. Yeah, but she, she asked, it. I wore it. And then when she came to me, I really went... She, she just threw me off. And then I looked down at my shirt, I was like, oh, I got this shirt on. And then I started processing, like, was she being sarcastic? Did she really mean it? And then after that, I was like, all right, let me be cognitive of where I'm at when I wear this shirt. Because I am not meaning it in a, to wear it in a divisive, divisive manner. Like, what I hear from you guys is y'all don't care whether it's divisive or not because you know what you mean in your heart. But with me... I know what I mean in my heart, but I also want, I'm also wanting, don't want it to be divisive. We're already in a divisive state as a country. But there are many you, statements that people put on shirts that others I, don't question, you I, know? I, I get that, but why would I add to it? I'm not. I'm just wearing something that I feel is stylish, and I like the statement, and it happens to be on a shirt, so I'm going to wear it. And that's not to take away from anybody else. I'm for everybody that's black. I may wear a shirt tomorrow that... I don't know, has my college name on it. it. It just depends on the vibe that I'm feeling. So if it comes off as offensive, it's not my problem. I mean, what, what, what in that statement makes it offensive is the way I guess I would ask the person if they felt offended by the shirt or felt that it was excluding others. Like, I am rooting for everybody that's black. When you say <laughs> what would make it offensive, if they can make Black Lives Matter offensive, they can certainly make. I'm rooting for everybody. Well, you got a point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, 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 I get what y'all are saying when you're navigating spaces, and I I think because we have been taught that we can't love ourselves and love the spaces that we operate within ourselves, like anything that black have done in support of, of black has always turned out to be negative. Mm -hmm. Like, even the idea of us joining, and now don't get me wrong, now there are some negative events, but the ideas of if a lot of black people are going to be present, you need extra security. Like, but in the same, <laughs> like, it's, it's that even to the point of where even myself, I've done that. Like, Excuse me here. oh, it's, it's too many black folks, it's time for me to go. But it's like, but you can be in a 
How do you feel about that, though? How do you feel about that? I mean, like, I have to check my, now before. You feel like sometimes that, that even, might be kind of? Now, now for depending real, on, sometimes I'm looking at. Yeah, I, yeah. If I see one too many. Well, they say it's giving power right in the tongue. It's giving power in the tongue, right? So, so we saying that. Of course it's going to happen. We saying that's, it. That's what I'm saying. That's what, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying, though. Like, we 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 have been taught that really anything, and this is the realistic. Who, who taught us? Well, you, you already know who taught Privilege. us. Privilege. Privilege. The privileged people. And, uh, you know, this has a concept. It does. Privilege has a concept. And, and, and we, have, uh, we have come to a space you know, where we see, and I, I, I came to a realization, we have been taught that black is so bad and being black is so wrong. And even some of the things that we internalize as a culture when we associate with black people is wrong. Like, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, what's the difference between us having a black cookout and y'all having y'all social events? Y'all got a crowd. Y'all get to fighting at the crowd, get to spreading each other's room. But it's not looked <laughs> down upon. Y'all get to shooting. It's the same. Th- like, it's the same concept, but it's looked at so much differently as if we intentionally intend to be aggressive the reason why someone can look at your statement and and perceive that to be offensive is because you were already perceived as aggressive before you even put that shirt on so that's what i'm saying i am no longer apologizing for your perception of me to be this oh you mad black woman whatever you call me how you want to call me but if you think that you're going to disrespect me, and this goes back to Josh's statement, if you think you're going to disrespect me in any capacity, I'm going to put you back in your place and let Let's you go. know what the truth of the matter is. And it doesn't and it doesn't come to race because I've had to check my own people. You're not going to disrespect mm-hmm. me either. It's a, But that's just about me, and that's how I value myself. Like, the price of me now is going up so much for me that, I hear you. Nobody hey, can I hear you. come off and disrespect. I hear you. And that's what I think it the is. The price of me is going up. So like it, it it gets to that space and where you just have to respect yourself enough. Right. When you talk about black professionalism, when you talk about professionalism, it's a standard for you and how you conduct yourself and how you see yourself and the value yeah. that you see within yourself. So that no matter what space and you go in, you act and you carry yourself in a certain way because you respect yourself that way. Right? So where I go into Setting. I may socially drink, but I'm not trying to get fully intoxicated where I'm passing out on the Now, that has happened, Lord forgive me. Oh, wow. But We've all you know what I'm saying? It's not something that I'm doing every on the weekend. Right. You know what I'm saying? On or every floor? other week. Because I just hold myself <laughs> to a better standard. I want to be <laughs> I want to be conscious of where I'm at. And if I got unconscious, because I was with some people who believed in me, okay? Um, but, you know, just, just, just my perception. Uh, I, and, and I want to say, um, y'all both spoke on something really important. Uh, that foundation of your own standard, I think Kirby mentioned that too, your own standard, your own morals and your own values as the standard. What, what standard do you hold yourself to, uh, having that self-assurance? And then when you go into somewhere, evaluating, okay, what's the standard here? Am I, am I going to be compromising myself? Right. If I'm compromising myself, then I'm, you know, something, something needs to happen here. I need to reflect. Am I and okay see. with compromising myself? You can compromise if you're okay with it. And if you're not okay with compromising yourself, then don't compromise. I agree. Like, I mean, if it you, goes, you, y'all are actually saying y'all not okay with compromising, so I'm not gonna compromise. <laughs> I'm either gonna do it or I'm not gonna do it. If but it goes I, against my own alignment with self, and I guess just to expand on that, if I'm feeling within some type of discord because I'm trying to do something or satisfy or please others at the cost mm-hmm. of my expense, 
I got to reevaluate that. And it, is, it was really not that simple. And I choose me. And it may come off as selfish, but I, in order for me to serve and to be with others and do X, Y, and Z, I got to make sure self is okay with self doing these things. And if not, that doesn't work for me. And that's just that. And that's in any space, any setting, you know, um, well, space and setting kind of the same, but yeah. And I think when we mention compromise, like, it's how you compromise as well. I, I hate the word compromise. Um, I mean, when you reflect, you don't just want to compromise in the way of just start doing what what, what you see is being done. <coughs> but how, how does this fit me? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How can it fit me? If it fits me, okay, I can run with it. Mm-hmm. But if you just, I'm going to act like this right here, nah, that's not going to be your authentic self. And it's not going to even come out like that. You know? And that, that's going to be stress on you at the end of the day. Yeah. It's going to be stress, you know? So uh, you gotta be careful with that, and and that goes into the 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 ending, I guess, uh, segment is how it affects us if we don't get a hold of it, we don't find out who we are, if we don't understand what compromise is or how I can make it work for me. You was about to say something? Yeah. No, I was. That's what I was doing, connecting it back to the ugly and black professionalism. I think it is the the notion that we have to consciously be and intentionally be aware of who we are and how we represent ourselves. And, you know, I think sometimes understand that that representation can be generalized to my brother or sister beside me. And so I think that that's a different level of professionalism that I now understand is that sometimes my behavior is a direct reflection of my sister, regardless of, you know, where or what spacing I'm in. That's right. And so I'm intentional about how I behave. So it isn't because I'm behaving away because I think that it's going to accommodate someone else perception Mm -hmm. but it's because i care about the value of my sister because now i understand that i need to conduct myself in a way so that i open doors for others that look just like me to come up i love that if i go in acting a fool all the time you know i'm all about having fun and being silly but i still you know conduct myself to get my work and my performance done because i want them to know okay when another african-american female or another african-american female male comes in that same standard can be applied we when we show up we show up mm-hmm. when we hit a work we hit a work we know how to have a good time but we know how to get the job done and so you know that's i think the ugly truth of black mm-hmm. professionally is you constantly have to be in that in that mode it isn't that i'm you know not fun and loving or i'm not goofy all the time but it's sometimes when I got to close my door to make sure I get this work done because ultimately that's what I'm here to do. Um, And so that's just... I'm going to say this, I'm sorry. That's why I'm so grateful for my exposure of attending a HBCU because it shaped my perception on just how to navigate through the world. And they provided those resources and tools early because, again, for me, I didn't know what was what lied ahead outside of me walking across that Mm. stage. So having other individuals who had already experienced that and other individuals who were striving to experience what I'm experiencing, it motivated me to hold myself accountable, but too, because there are other people who look like me who are in these settings that I strive to be like, of course, having my own path. And it just prepared me, you know, and I'm so grateful for it. And once I entered into that other setting at a PWI, I was ready. I mean, I mean, I was ready, even showing up down to dressing up the professionalism that was instilled in me in addition to myself, down to a speaking engagement. My classmates all in jogging pants and T-shirts, and we're giving a presentation, whereas at HBC, that's not happening. 
you need to dress up. Well, you were strongly encouraged, and some professors, you need to try again. But that instilled early on for me showing up in, in certain settings or just showing up and really showing up from a physical standpoint. And then when I speak and all of that, but yeah, I'm just, I'm just grateful for when, that. Uh, when I listen Hello. to you uh, <laughs> and, and listen to, uh, and to my wife, I really wish I hadn't went to HBCU. Um, and I've been thinking about getting my doctorate. I, don't, I haven't made the decision yet. But if I do, one of those things sure. that I want to do is yeah, go to an HBCU. To yeah. If I do, I want to go to HBCU. And I, want, I, I won't get the full experience because, you know, a lot of that is online. But I still I want to actually be able to go to the campus, right. be able to go to class and speak with some of the students there, uh, do some stuff with them. Mm-hmm. I want that experience, listening to you, listening to my wife. I just want, I want to be around people that look like me, that I feel come from the same background that I came from, identify with the same culture um, that I identify with. So, um, if anything... exposure to other subcultures within the culture. Yeah, yeah. If anybody get me as an HBCU, it's going to be because of you and my wife. Just just pushing it. Um, All right, so I think we we done covered a lot Mm -hmm. of the ugly of black professionalism with you know, if, if there's anything that would have come out of this, uh, I would like to say we kept saying over and over again, knowing who you are before you go into any arena, uh, any job, knowing who you are and not <laughs> either accepting compromise or saying I can't compromise. And so, therefore, this is how I'm going to move, uh, if nothing else. That being mm-hmm. said, uh, shout out to uh, – oh. 1811 customs for my shirt. Okay. Um, and my little uh, my little necklace here. I'm wearing my niece nieces. Um, I took it off of my brother's. Uh, took it off of him today, so I can wear it with this shirt. But anyway, 1811 customs made both of them. You can find her on Facebook, and I'll add that into our show notes. Okay. <coughs> um, still, six one event rentals. If you need your 360 photo booth and all the other stuff that comes with it. And when I say all the other stuff that comes with it, there are a lot of people that's only giving you that booth. They're not giving you anything else that come with it. So if you want the extra stuff, you know, go check them out. We'll put a link in so that you can go check out and see what that extra stuff is. Um, check out Speaking With Gravity on Facebook and Instagram. I was talking to Mr. Winston today, thinking about going ahead and put us on TikTok. Okay. You like um, clips? Like clips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. so we could do clips. Oh, okay. Okay. You got us? <laughs> you got us, Josh? No, I was saying that's a great idea. Oh, okay. You guys <laughs> excellent idea. We're gonna we're gonna try to convince uh, um some some Josh to kind of put some clips together for us. But we'll see. Um and um, that's it. Did I miss anything? Yep, shout out to Kodak Ready Consulting. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. Hey, yeah, most can, definitely. can you um because I didn't have this on, can you just explain a little bit more about Kodak Code? Dak Ready Consultant, because you put it out there on social media, but um, everybody might not be following you. So can you put that out real quick? All right. So Kodak Ready Consultant is a um, consultant service that I developed that focuses on grief, stress, personal and professional development, as well as goal clarity. Um, The purpose of Kodak uh, Ready Consultant is to allow individuals to see their personal transformation as they continue to elevate in their lives and so um really I just want to help people walk into 
and understand how to become the best version of themselves, understanding the transition of that, um, and really just promoting self-love and self-awareness. That's what's up. Definitely check her out. Um, thank y'all. Thank you, everybody that's listening uh, on the pod. Let's talk about it, too. Yeah. Oh. And I know you're great at that, by the way. I know, I know, that, I know, I know you're great with that, so y'all definitely check y'all with that let's talk about it the platform um on youtube hopefully we can get the link you know put in the yeah we'll in get the link well. put in. yeah yeah but uh let's talk about it that's my platform i got something going on too explain uh, what so, yeah. let's talk about it is so it's a platform um of open-ended open-ended questions i talk to random people um everywhere we we go out of town and we talk to people greenville columbia atlanta you know kind of regional we just ask people really to me important deep questions just to cause uh, self-reflection, you know, looking for self-reflection. And uh, want to know how people feel, how people feel, and hoping that others can be affected in a positive way um, from hearing someone else's perspectives and someone else's uh, experiences. So, um, yeah, really big platform that, uh, that we're pushing right now. There's so many ways, man, for uh, an individual to kind of reach the world in a positive manner. Mm-hmm. You know, it don't, we don't always have to be messy. We don't always have to be dramas. And it can be... Let's talk about it. Clips, getting people to kind of think amongst themselves. It can be helping people to celebrate themselves in that moment with six one event rentals. It mm-hmm. can get. It can be helping people to get to the point where they can love themselves and be more comfortable, and so on and so forth. And I, I, I love the fact that we're all kind of individually doing our own individual thing to bring positivity. That's right. That's a word, Josh. That's a word. Positivity. I think comfortability is a word. Too. I think positivity it is. maybe it's not. All right, look that up. Man. Thank you, <laughs> thank you for taking the time to listen. You could be doing anything in the world, but you chose to listen to us, and we appreciate that. Remember, uh, three of us are therapists. We're working on Josh. Uh, three of us are therapists, but this isn't therapy. It's a podcast. We out. <laughs>